1 Corinthians 4, verse 2. Write this down for some time. I think this is week number four. We have been talking about honoring the Lord. Will you say that? Honoring, honoring. The, Lord. the Lord. Come on, say it again. Honoring, honoring. the Lord. <clears throat> now, one of the things we must understand is that as children, those of us who are born from above, being that you are a believer, child of God, son of God, talking about Jesus Christ, um, he has called us to be stewards, not just over our time, our talents, the gospel, even the mysteries of God, as Paul talks about here, but we're also called to be stewards over his money. And it shouldn't be this way, but it's disheartening to know that believers, we're talking about children of God, get disgruntled, upset. Some even live it when you talk about money in the church. God is not opposed to money. God is not opposed to you having money. He wants you to have money. Not for the sake of saying I have money, but there is a gender, there is a kingdom agenda, there is a divine purpose for us having money. He wants the wealth to come into our hands. It is not God's desire that his children live from paycheck to paycheck. It is not his desire that his children forever scrape and scrub and, and barely get by. God is better than that. No, he's better than that. It is not the will of God, and I don't, you know, bless you and your household, but it, it is not his will that everybody in the house working in order to provide. God is better than that, and we want to position ourselves in such a way, because here's the thing, you know, it, I'm, I'm of this mindset. It's serve God, those of us who are believers, but, you know, I'm not, it's one thing to serve him, but to serve him and still go about or live as if I'm not in a relationship, he's better than that. I shouldn't struggle as a believer. It's bad enough to struggle as a non-believer for those who have had that. But, but God is better than that. And the only way, we're in, 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 and I will say this, the world, the world system is not designed for you to get ahead. That's why you're not paid what you're worth. And whether you know it or not, you are called to be managers over God's resources. You should be a little boss under the big boss. You should be a boss in the earth. There's nothing wrong with working with people, but he has anointed you to be the boss also. Now, some don't have that revelation, but whether you are a boss or not, it is his desire that you rule in the earth as well. But the world system is not designed for you to get ahead. And I'm saying that to say that if we're going to get ahead and live the life that God has purposed for us, Brianna, we have to do it his way. See, I can't live in his system and try to govern myself in his system based upon how the world does things. No, the system of God operates differently from the way the world operates. 
And in his kingdom, it is the king's good pleasure to provide for his own. That's why we must trust him with everything that he has entrusted to us. And we seen last week that not only is he, uh, the, the, the heavens and the earth is his, but the day is his. The night is his. The seas are his. The birds are his. All of creation are his. Now, again, we're all God's children. I mean, we're all God's creation, but not all God's children. You become a children once you become born again or born from above. You, you become his child. So, but, and I said that to say everything was created by him. And here it is. The more you are faithful with what he has given you, the more he gives to you. It's still his but because you're such a good steward, I'm going to give you some more to steward over. Because if you're faithful with a little bit, I know I can trust you with much more. That's why it's not good. I hear people saying, when I get more, I'm going to give more. That's not a good steward. See, perhaps that individual is operating from a poverty mindset. Because a steward understands it's not mine in the first place. So whatever the boss wants, the boss gets. Whatever the boss says do, that's what I do. Why? Because I am under his direction. Are you with me? So for the subheading today, let's talk about this greed. Somebody say Greed. It's a monster, man. It's a monster. And see, what Satan doesn't show us is that, or what we don't realize is that the more I hold back, it only leads to poverty. <laughs> it's the one who understands how to scatter seeds. That see, logically, it makes sense to the natural mind, that when I hold back, there's going to be more for me. But in God's kingdom, it's the exact opposite. I get more by sowing more. Did you hear what I said? On the way here, Pastor and I was talking, and he just came off of a message about it was Timothy Tato, he was honoring God, honor and increase. And he was saying how and I'm going to let him preach to you here in a little bit. Because there, there, I was like, man, that's real good. Lord, are you speaking? <laughs> and, he was, and he was just simply saying, there's no way you can honor God and not get increased. Listen, it comes, like they say, the water with the wet. If I honor him, increase is going to come. There's no way I can jump in a swimming pool naked or not, and not get wet. So there's no way you can honor God and he not honor his word. That's why I said in weeks past, there's, see, when you understand honor, it's not about a dime. Or you don't argue about the dime. Lord, you are deserving of much more than that. So when you understand honor, not only do I trust him with the 10, I trust him with the 90. In other words, I trust him with everything. And see, the thing about greed is that it causes much trouble. See, 
A lot of people are in trouble and have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Not because you're not making enough on the job. <laughs> not because mama didn't leave you anything or daddy didn't leave you anything. No, many are gripped with greed. And that greed, that need for more and more that can never be satisfied has led people into a great many ruins. Are you with me? It's about honor. We talked about this last week. Because there's no way, man, I got, it, it, you know, some months ago they were talking about the Beyonce and some of these, the kids were talking about their tickets or something. $300. I think Christina said in the nosebleed section. I don't know. But, but I, I do know that there were, it, it, it's not about, hey, do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, how many times has she prayed for you? How, how, how can you call her and get her to touch and agree? But, but, it, and nothing, but I'm just saying, it, it, it tickles me how some even Christians can go and support that and give God $2.50 and look at you crazy if you're talking about honoring him. Go to an old school concert and give Ricky, Bobby, Mike, $75, $200 or whatever. It, 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 listen, I'm... I, my point is this. I'm showing you that it's about honor. Because if I can give Bobby $150 and not even close to and all I can do is hear him from the back on the speaker, how much more can I honor the one, the source of life, the giver of life? And, and, and listen, here's, and I was telling Dr. Black, this, I, I can't even wrap my mind around. Honoring God with the tenth and honoring him with the 90% left over, Lord, what should you have me to give? I, I can't imagine doing that and get to a place where I no longer do it. Who did that to you? That's a dangerous place to be. God is your source. Say that to yourself. Look, I don't care who you work for. I don't care who you work for. God is your source, daughter. Even if you're the boss, God is your source. Men may be his delivery system, but God is your source. Your job is a resource, but God is your source. Who's your source? Who? Who? That's why you, you never see, even though there's some concern sometimes, man of God, you never see pastor panic. Because this is his church. <laughs> it ain't mine. <laughs> and, and, and if it should do anything, it's up to him. So I'm not losing any sleep. I'm not pacing the floor. This is your church. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. So, so I, I don't treat you differently whether you tithe or not because it's not my church. I want you blessed, but I'm not going to not talk to you because you're greedy. I'm going to love you anyway because I want to see you excel in God's kingdom. But this is church. And if, it, and if it ever gets to where he can't afford it, my mind said, Lord, well, what's next then? But his kingdom has never suffered. 
an economic downturn. God's kingdom has never suffered lack and never will. He's the God of more than enough. Listen, he's the God of more than enough. He's the God of more than enough. He's the God of more than enough. And he's been too good to me for me to hold back 10%, 20%. All of it is his. Are you with me? How could you let somebody get you to that place where you were once honoring God and now you have ah, dishonored him? I can't afford not to honor him. Think about it. You know how much this, that's blatant disregard for you to put me, to entrust me with what belongs to you. And I never consult you. I never heed to what your instruction is for me to do with what belongs to you. Do you know how disrespectful that is? Like we talked about last week in Malachi 1 when he was getting on the priest because they were allowing the people to offer God sick, lame, sacrifices that were not acceptable. See, I'm holding accountable. That's why I have to teach you the truth. I can't bounce around this because it's not mine. It's his. It's his. Are you here? And the reason why some of us aren't increasing is because we're not we haven't been found faithful with the little. No need to confess I'm a multimillionaire and I can't trust God on the $100 level. With hundreds, let me say it that way. No need to confess that I'm a millionaire and I can't trust God with thousands. Are you here? No, if I could trust him with... Listen, if, if, if you can't trust him with the 20, you won't trust him with the 200. No, you won't. And look at, look at it. It's just money. And I don't know about you, but he's been too good to me for me to turn my nose up and to act like he's not worthy of what I hear in my spirit for me to sow. That's just me. Are you with me? Have we read a verse yet? Thank you, my brother. 1 Corinthians 4. Now, again, I just need to show you this to show that we are called to be stewards. Not just over our time, talents, and treasures, but even over the gospel. And here, Paul was making mention in verse 1 how he and Apostles were called to be stewards over the mysteries of God. Even over the mysteries of God. Revelations, we're called to be stewards over his work. Are you with me? Come on, let's read. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Am I a faithful steward? Ask yourself this. Have I been a good manager? Ask yourself that. Say, Seth, have you been a good manager? Have you been a good manager? And, and, and think about this too. First, let me say this. Put that definition that we've been using as stewardship, put that up for me real quick. Let's look at this. What are we talking about? Greed. Someone say greed. I just want you to do this for confession's sake, not that you are. 
just in case the enemy tries to get you into this place. Say, Father, thank you that I'm delivered from the spirit of greed. Half, half of y'all said it. You see, you got to pull, you got you to be for real about this thing. Because if I'm gripped by greed, you're looking at me mad right about now. Say, Lord, thank you that I'm delivered from the spirit of greed. You're not above, you are not above being tempted by the enemy. No, you may not be greedy now, but who's to say that that could change if you're not a careful steward? But stewardship is having what? The what? Discernment, the insight, the understanding that we are only managed. Now, first, we just read that it's required among all stewards to be faithful. But stewardship is having the discernment that we are only managers, not owners, that we are caretakers of God's assets, which he has entrusted to us. So I'm just a trustee over his belongings. So again, ask yourself, how or have I been a good manager? Say it again. Have I been a good manager? Now, we've seen in weeks past, and I'm still reviewing, in Luke 16, the parable of the unjust steward, Verse 10 says, he who is faithful faithful in a little thing is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. So again, if I can't be trusted with 10, how can I expect him to give me more? And the reason why this is important because, listen to this now, and I've been echoing it, and you should write it down if you haven't. The reason why this is important is because how we handle money as well as possessions demonstrates who we really believe is the true owner, either God, us, or mammon. See, how we take care of a thing demonstrates who I really believe is the owner. If I just offer God anything when it's time to worship him when it comes to giving, I am saying I am the owner. I am saying mammon is the source or the owner. So how we handle our time, talents, treasures, the gospel, the mysteries of God, demonstrates who's the true owner. See, even with our time, when I understand community, I want to be where I need to be when I'm supposed to be there because I understand community. I understand not forsaking the assembling of myself together with others. So I want to be where I'm supposed to be because I'm a good steward of my time. A good friend of mine asked me about going cycling this morning. Man, I got I to teach this morning. Maybe this afternoon. But my point is this. No, but see, if I wasn't a good student of my time, I'd be on the trail right now cycling. Are you with me? And I'm saying that to say, and perhaps there were some things some of us did last night with others, but this morning, 
still kind of resting up because they don't understand being a good stewardship of their time. There's no way I'm going to let you pull me away from what I've been called to do. But I guess they're going to get up and do what they're supposed to do. Are you with me? And this is not about condemning. It's about understanding stewardship. This is not saying you won't ever miss. But the point is, when I understand stewardship, this is valuable to me. Why? Because I understand priority. I understand that every joint supply and I am a valuable tool to where I belong. Are you with me? So it's important that we, we understand this because how well I can manage what God gives me determines how much more I receive in return. So when he asks of me and, and I don't give what he, what he tells me to do, if I sow sparingly, guess what? I'm going to reap sparingly. But if I sow bountifully, I'm going to reap bountifully. If I give, even, just look at the law of soul to reaping. If I give little, little is going to come back. And see, here's how you kind of start getting over greed. You have to first understand that it's not mine in the first place. It doesn't even belong to me. Then you should have this mindset. We also see not only was the sky, the, the, the skies is the days, the night, the, 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 the water, the, the, the birds. Then before we even closed it, we seen that even the gold is his and the silver. And I'm saying that your father, your heavenly father that is, is loaded. Hold on, watch this. And, and, and just by virtue of me being a son, or a daughter, that means whatever is his belongs to you. And there's no way you can honor him and he let you go without. And the reason why some of his children are, are seeming to uh, go without or neglect is not because he is a bad father. They're just bad stewards. Um, he's an excellent father. Some of us are just bad stewards. So when he calls us to the plate as uh, the unjust, we see here with the unjust steward, and he, and he wants us to give an account. Uh-oh, what did you do with that? Oh, you know what? Earl got that. I danced that away at the concert last night. And we wanted more, and we wanted more. And let me tell you something. <laughs> you could, you, let, let me tell you something. You, you don't get more by praying for more. You don't get more by praying for more. I wish it was that easy. Anybody ever prayed for more money? Tears, snot, and everything else? And, and woke up and your situation wasn't better. It was worse. No. Pray, but prayer is not what causes increase. It is you, we're talking about financial increase now. No, you get financial increase by honoring God with his money. You don't, you don't get more finances by praying for more finances. You get more finances by giving more finances. And if anything, I want to pray the spirit of greed off of me. 
Are y'all here? Write this down, number one. Greed is born out of a scarcity mentality. Greed is born out of a scarcity mentality. And we say that scarcity mindset, it's a mindset that believes that there is simply not enough to go around. The scarcity mindset believes that there is simply not enough to go around. Let me give an example. You ever been to dinner with somebody? It's, it's two of you at, at the table. And, and they bring 12 biscuits for the two of you. And the person across from you They grab a whole hand. They, you know, you can't eat but one at a time. Most normal people can't eat but one at a time, I know. Why, why, why grab five, bro? There's plenty enough to go around. But see, that scarcity mentality says, I want to get as much as I can before anybody else gets some because in their mind, there's not enough to go around. The scarcity mindset believes that resources are limited. And, and since there's such a shortage, Chelsea, that mindset says, I'm not able to share. Not knowing that's how you get more. By how? Help me out. <laughs> By, come on, share. see, he got it. By sharing. But if I have that scarcity mindset, that, that's why some people, see, again, a giver, they, they, tithing and giving is good. That's a start. But it, giving is much bigger than that. If you don't give outside the church, you're not a giver. Now, that's just me saying that now. Don't, don't get twisted up. I would say they're a giver, but a real giver understands sowing. Outside of these four walls. See, we're, you, you'll find a real giver sewing the, the mall, the grocery store, the filling station, wherever, to people. Because they understand it's not mine and whatever the master says. That's why you have to always be in tune to the Holy Spirit. Because you could be anywhere and the Holy Spirit say, pick that up. And you know what I have to do? Pick it up. Why? Because it's not mine anyway. But if I honor him, because there's honor, he's going to increase me. See, that's the first place we got to get to, Brother Lester. It's not yours. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> It's not your <laughs> I figured that'll help you out a little bit. But but we have to really less to know daughter, when I realize it's not mine, it makes it that much easier. She said that's freedom. 
You're in bondage over money? Stuff? See, when you realize the car not yours, you you don't have a problem giving it away when he says, give it away. Why? Because it's not mine. When you realize the shoes, you're just a manager over the shoes. You give them away when they still look fresh. As the minister said the other week, you know, don't give them to me and it look like your footprint. No, 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 not your footprint. Your foot is still in the shoe. <laughs> are, you, are you here? But no matter how much money, status, fame, clothing, whatever it is that you collect, for the scarcity mentality, for the greedy person, their mindset is there's still not enough to go around. I'm telling you, that's a bad place to be because it'll be to your ruin. And that's the word of God. We're talking about what? Greed, Luke 12. Luke 12. Let's see what, what led up to the parable of the rich fool. And here, in this first paragraph, which is roughly verses 13 through 15, uh, there's this gentleman who wants Jesus to arbitrate over their inheritance. So, between him and his brother. And, and this was typical among rabbis, they would settle those type of disputes. But Jesus refuses, insisting, that's not my role. But in verse 14, he did warn them and expose the root of the problem. Why are you fighting over this stuff? Anybody had family members like that? Hmm? God, See, that's greed, man. That's greed. And have this mindset, anything he or she wanted me to have, they would have left it to me. Listen, I, I mean, do how you want to do, but, man, I'm not fighting over anything that's not clearly stated whether or not they want me to have it anyway. See, that's greed. You haven't seen a man in 20 years, but, not, but you want everything. Don't be, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy. But in verse 15, Jesus exposes the root of the problem, which is greed. See, a greedy person thinks that the, the good life is found in things. It's not found in things. The good life is not found in things, Flot. That's having a distorted perspective. If you think that your life is measured by how much you have, you have a distorted view or perception of life. Matter of fact, I submit you probably have a low self-esteem if you think that your worth is, is measured based upon how much you have, what you have on, what you drive, where you live. I know plenty of broke people who drive nice cars but dishonor God or what some would consider nice. 
I don't want to drive a nice car at the, expense, at the expense of dishonoring God. I don't want to live on the hill at the expense of dishonoring God just to show you, look where I'm at, but you don't know at night I'm crying. You don't know that my wife and I haven't been able to, 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 to get along because she's never here, I'm never here. Why? Because we're working trying to take care of something that perhaps God never even told us to get in the first place. Why? Because we didn't even consult him. And see, that's why, again, just because I can doesn't mean that it's time. How do I know it's time? The boss said it's time. You know how many people went out and got houses prematurely? Listen, nobody said, don't get a house. I want you to have one. I want you to have as many as you want to have. But be led by the boss. Are you here? Because it tickles me, we pray for cars being given to us and can't wait three days to hear from God and wait on God. We, we, now we don't went out and did something prematurely. And if I just waited. I told you when I was in school of ministry, I, see, wisdom would dictate, let me move close to the school. Because I don't have transportation. I'm going to walk. See, that's not pride. No, that's wisdom. Get delivered, from the, get delivered from people's opinion. Get delivered from this. Oh, oh it, it, if you do it, it's going to make your, the rest of your life will be euphoric. Oh, get free from this. What would they think if? <laughs> I don't give a flying flip. What they think. It doesn't matter to what they think. Why do you care, care about what others think? Don't pay your bills. Don't support you in, in any capacity. They're definitely not your source. Why would you care what he thinks? So get delivered from what people think. So it never crossed my mind, Chelsea. What are people going to think if they see me walking to school? They can think, he's walking to school. It didn't matter to me, bro, what they thought. See, what you think of me is none of my business. Watch this. And that's not being arrogant, but when you understand that God is your source, you're not threatened nor intimidated by the thoughts of other people. God is my source. See, if I think you're my source, then I'm always going to be at odds. And someday I might like you, someday I may not. I might be, up, I might be offended, I may not. Why? Because I'm thinking you're, my, you're not my source. What are they going to think? I don't care what they think. And before school started, I had a Corvette sewn on me. That, see, see. Thank you. You're excited. Everybody's like, man, why, why couldn't it be in a, a, a bug? Why, why couldn't it be in a, 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 a Yugo? Why couldn't it? See, when God blesses you, he, get, he, he goes above. See, see, see you got to understand, when you're a faithful steward, Chelsea, he doesn't just give you the desires of your heart, but he puts a little extra on it because you've been such a good steward. 
See, see, you would be humble. You know, it's just, just a little something four wheels, engine line, windows rolled down, and and you know, and 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 uh, if possible, Jesus a sunroof. <laughs> but he give you the sunroof, the 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 leather, the AC, automatic windows, Bluetooth, YouTube, Facebook, IG. Cooler in the back, refrigerator, snack box. <laughs> but you know what? I, I was I was still trusting God since so I wasn't what little I had. See, I had little, but I was still trusting God with the little. And see, before I left, I had a job. So there were already seeds, Chelsea, in the ground. So I had a right to confess my heart's desire because I, I was a good steward. Are y'all here? Oh, well, we, have we read this verse yet? Let's read. And he said to them, take heed. Beware, and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Here it goes right here. Your life, I don't care how, how many of those you have. Your life is not measured by that. And if you feel like it is, we need to talk. Because you have a distorted view of life. That word covetousness, it literally means greed. Okay? But it also carries the connotation in the Greek. It means numerically more or properly the desire for more things. So greed is having that desire for more numbers, greater quantity. I can't have enough. And see, here's the thing about greed. You can never satisfy it. That's what, that's what leads to the ruin. You, you're trying to satisfy something that can never be satisfied. Are you here? So greed is an insatiable desire for more. So a greedy person is incapable of being satisfied. I'll write that down. A greedy person is incapable of being satisfied. So if you're greedy, you'll never be satisfied. Look at verse 12 again, uh, verse 15 again from the NLT. He said, notice he says, then he said, beware, guard against Every kind of greed. So there's, it, you remember some weeks ago I said if, if, it's, if, if I'm a thief in one area or greedy in one area, it'll bleed into other areas. No, he said be God against every kind of greed. See, just, it, it's just not about money. I don't want all just money. I, I want all the clothes. I want all the men. I want all the women. I want all the whatever it is. I want it all. I want all the attention. 
See, it's, see it, it, it's just not in money. No, it starts bleeding in every. I want all the attention. Hmm? And get livid if you show anybody else just a little bit. Greedy. Can't talk to your child without an argument taking place. Why? Because greed. I can't talk to my son. Can't talk to my daughter. Can't talk to mother. Fam, what? Greed. So, this discussion leads Jesus to relate the parable of the rich food, and that's where we get the, the parable of the rich food was born out of this situation with greed with these brothers. And here's the problem, or the problem with the rich food is not that he has bumper crops or an abundance of crops, or that he even decides to build more storage space. That wasn't the problem. The problem with the rich food is that he invests his entire life in his possessions. That was his problem. Everything was about, you see, that greed, let me tell you, it'll go far. Don't want you to sit, don't have a halfway decent car. Why he have to sit like that in it? I'm sitting down how I'm supposed to sit. Why he have to adjust the seat? There's a fine line in that. I, I, I had a thought. It's kind of comical. I got a friend. And, well, I better not tell that story. <laughs> huh? He, it, we were joking. He thought I was having fun with him. But this fancy suede stuff and and. Our car. I was going to say hers, but what's hers is mine, right? So well, I don't like that his, hers. It's, it's ours. Nothing in our yard says his, hers. It's ours. But it swayed. And we were going somewhere at night, and I said, bruh, uh-uh, wake up. Don't lay your head <laughs> on that sway. <laughs> Turn your head straight. <laughs> we were laughing. We were just having fun, but I was serious. Don't lay your head. If I can't lay my head on, don't you lay your <laughs> But his problem was he invests his entire life in his possessions. Are you here? He drew all his security from his material goods. Don't be that person with all your security comes from your material goods. And you know what? People can have things that can actually be assets, but because of greed, they'll go down. Man, you could have sold that car. You could have sold that hat. You could have thought you could, you could. But because of that desire for more, they'll, they'll, they'll go down. And, and you had $5 million in assets. Are you here? Well, his problem was he failed to reckon with God or consider God. See, that's where we mess up. We can have a whole bunch of stuff. But, but when you 
take God out of the equation. I'm being foolish now. Look at what he said in verse 19. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Do you see this? He's living as if he would never die. And he has forgotten the importance of spiritual riches. Look at verse 20 and 21. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you work for? See, you didn't want anybody laying your head on that suede or sitting in that leather. But just as soon as you go see Jesus, we're going to sit on the leather. We're going to rub all our grease on the suede. We're going mud riding. We can do everything that you was afraid to do. Notice he says, but, you, but God said to him, you fool, you would die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Verse 21, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Notice he's not opposing the wealth. In other words, it's foolish to have wealth and don't consider God or have a rich relationship with God. And I submit to you, having that rich relationship with God is understanding that he is the reason why I'm able to possess what I have. He is the overseer over what is in my possession. Notice he says, guard against every kind of greed. Greed is driven by insecurity, fear, and dissatisfaction. So people, again, who are greedy men of God, look, you can have uh, millions of dollars, but if I'm bound with the spirit of greed, even with millions, it, to that person, they still don't have enough. Are you here? So it's driven by insecurity. Why? Because that mindset says there's not enough to go around. Fear. See, you never talk like, what if I lose it? This is all I have when you understand that God is your source. When you understand, I, when you understand it's not mine anyway. <laughs> You're not afraid of losing all. It's not even mine. You get it? It belongs to somebody else. Are you here? Write this down. That time, that clock is moving mighty fast today. Number three, let me get to a place where we can stop. The dangers of a wrong perspective. Write that down. The dangers of a wrong perspective. Notice we're talking about greed. Earlier, notice I said greed, it'll lead to ruin. So it's deadly to the soul. Watch this. It, it ruins families and communities. You know how many churches are split up and all kind of other stuff going on? All because of greed. You know how many families are separated? Not even talking, not even speaking. All because of greed. I wanted it. 
I should have got daddy's shoes. I should have got mama's tip bar. Genuine tip bar. That's rabbit spelled backwards. Anybody know what fur is? Like fox? Real fur? Well, they got rabbit fur too. That's bottom level fur. But people who are ashamed of it, they won't say rabbit. They'll say Tibor because it sounds fancy. Yeah, this is Tibor. But since you don't know it's rabbit spelled backwards, you're thinking they're balling out. Then some even go as far and say, yeah, I've seen that before. That's real expensive. Yeah, I've seen that on Google. Yeah. No. I should have got mama's jewelry. Greed. If mama wanted you to have it, say it again, she would have put it in place for you to have it. All because of greed. And understand this about greed. Those who do not have money and those who do have money are equally susceptible to the vice of the love of money. See, it's just not people who we think, you know, lower income. No, people with money as well as people without money can be subject to the vice of greed or the love of money. Those who don't have it want it, and those who do have it want more. So it's just not a what we call poor thing. Again, those who don't have it would literally do anything to get it, and those who do have it would do anything to keep it and get more. Don't be that person, man. See, and when we get to the part about how to overcome greed, one of those steps is you got to be a constant, you got to, you got to give to keep it, keep that spirit, keep it away. Keep it subdued. Let's look at this, 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10. 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10. Verse 9. But people who long to do you see this? Come on, let's read out loud. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires. Watch this now. That plunge them into ruin and destruction. See, that greedy spirit, that mindset of there's not enough to go around can plunge people and have plunge people into ruin and destruction. Verse 10, again, it's not money. It's the love of money. For the love of money is the root. See, and, and it, when we read this, notice, of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows, all because of money. Again, I wouldn't be that person who wants honor God but allow maybe whoever or people, situation, circumstances. Listen, and I would even say this. When things get tight, I give all the more. I'm, I'm that much more sensitive to what the master, what the owner is saying to me. Why? Because as long as I remain faithful 
over whatever he gives me, whether it's little or much, he's going to give me more because there's honor that's going to be increased. Are you here? It, now, you have to understand what is condemned here is the desire or having the wrong desire to be rich. So God is not opposed to you being rich. We've seen that in our first lesson. It is he who gives us the power to get wealth, whereby he may establish his covenant. The blessings of the Lord make one rich and has no sorrow with it. So he's not opposed to you being rich. He's opposed to me doing any and everything to get rich. Are you here? So what's being condemned here is the desire to be rich. And what happens, this desire to be rich leads one to fall into various types of temptation, which results in the love of money, as Paul identifies here. Two more verses, and I'll stop right here. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 10. You hear? Come on, let's read. Those who love money. See, you can't satisfy greed. And I submit to you, the greedy person thinks they're the owner. They, they, they don't share. Why? Because it's mine, man. I work for this. You hear people saying that. I built this up. Yeah, but with whose heir? Who gave you the wisdom? If it wasn't for the generosity and the kindness and merciful, mercifulness of God, man, I couldn't move a finger. Are you here? You were bought with a high price, one translation says. You are not your, you're not even. You're the little boss on the big boss. The love of money, excuse me, those who love money would never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. We know that's not true, being that money brings, no. And I submit to you, those who are unhappy who have wealth are the greedy people. Why? Because they're trying to satisfy a need, Brother Damien, that they cannot satisfy. So you would think 50 million, I mean, I'm not saying stop acquiring because depending on, you know, who you want to leave it to, what you want to bless. But, you know, you would think you can smile a little bit with 50 million. Huh? You would think you could... Breathe a little bit with 50 million? Proverbs 15, 27. Last verse for today. Proverbs 15, 27. Let's read. Notice earlier I said greed has caused communities and families to come to ruin. All because of that desire of trying to fill more than in a void that cannot be filled. Greed brings 
grief. Let, let me tell you something. More than anything, everybody who believe in God for a mate, you need to put on that list somewhere, which should be priority number one after if they're a believer. This woman's a giver. This man understands stewardship. Because if not, his greed or her greed can bring grief, can bring grief to the whole family. And look, he, she shouldn't be doing it because I'm checking in, seeing if she's doing it. I know she's doing it. I can tell by her lifestyle that she honors God. She understands stewardship. I can tell by his lifestyle that he understands stewardship. See, if I got to ask and beg and plead and make you do it, perhaps you don't, you don't have the revelation. So perhaps I may keep searching for another. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. See, how can two walk together except we agree? We're not even in agreement. Well, you know, you know she, 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 she's, she's real fine. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> if you just kind of look, you, you will notice there are others too. <laughs> it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, it ain't her. Yeah, but yeah, she, she though. She who she is. He who he is. Are you here? So things like that should be important. Greed brings grief to the whole family. But those who hate bribes will live. What do you mean those who hate bribes? That person who is not going to compromise their integrity just to get a dollar. The person who can't be bought. The person who's not going to do any and everything just to have a dollar. Point four, we'll pick up here next week. We have to have the right perspective. In the last section of Luke, Jesus gives the right perspective. And that's what we'll pick up next week. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.